Yo, what's up? This your boy, Marty G, on the Fan Mission Podcast. And today, we got a special one, man. We're going to be talking about the youth today. So let me go ahead and bring my guests in. Let them introduce himself. Yo, so go up? ahead. Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Go ahead and tell the people your name, yeah, what yeah. you do, and where you from. All right, all right. Now, y'all, I hope everybody's blessed out there. My name is, they call the world famous Jimmy Jam. And, uh. What I do is work in the community and work with others and just just strive to educate people, man, in ways to to better themselves and, and be uh, role models for the future, you know, as far as being athlete or being scholars in schools, man. That's what I do. Oh, okay, okay. So we're going to start off with what kind of information you have for the youth, man, for the kids okay. that are growing up? Oh, well, the, the information that I have to going through trials and tribulations and uh, coming up as a youngster without the father figure in the life, you know, being put just with the mother to raise the family. And, you know, as we come up, we think we grown. So I'm the oldest of, uh, I'm the oldest of four. So I'm, I'm second to the oldest of four, the first born male in the family. So therefore, I took it upon myself to uh, be strong and be a survivor for my mother. So therefore, I uh, went through a lot of trials and tribulations, but I lived and learned to be uh, try to be a better person, you know, and each one teach one as we go through this this this, this place we call life, you know what I mean? And I would like to uh, try to do what I can for the youth as far as being a role model uh, through sports, athlete, after, after school programs. I'd like to see them in the better their future because a lot of kids come from broken homes and therefore they need, they need Big brothers and sisters programs and uh, uh, 501c3 programs they can turn to and go and have a chance to be better in life. Without the role models, the kids will be led astray and led to the wrong way, like to be with gangs, you know, they can be misled and, and fall in juvenile facilities because they're being misled. But if you lead them in the right direction, if you lead a child in the right direction, they'll go astray. You know mm. what I'm saying? They had the opportunity to, to be straight, you know what I mean? Yeah. So as growing up, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on you on a little bit. As growing up as a kid, and now you much older, what is something you had to unlearn? Well, uh, one thing I had to unlearn was growing up in a single parent home, I had to learn uh uh try to try to try to be obedient. Uh being obedient is uh you know, coming up, that's something hard. When you got peer pressure, people all around you don't have that father figure in your life. You grow up, you raised up in a single parent home. So you don't have that father to, to keep that pressure. You know what I'm saying? But other kids have had fathers in their life. But growing up without that father figure, you know, you fall astray. And uh, you had a tendency to go down the wrong road. You know, but we, uh, life has a way of teaching us, uh, will get us will get us straight sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have to uh, get in trouble. Uh, get arrested or go to, to a juvenile facility and uh, scare straight, you know, programs like that. But um, I, I I was blessed not to have to be incarcerated as a as a juvenile. But uh, I got I came close now. I came close many times uh, going to juvenile uh, courts and stuff. But 
I was managed, I was able to be blessed enough to to stay on the right path as a juvenile. Mm. But, you know, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, um, and the reason I asked that question, like, what is something we had to unlearn? Because, you know, as I get much older, I realized that I had a belief. I was believing what my parents was believing. My grandmother was believing. And, you know, at that time, I mean, I ain't know no better. So, but now as I'm getting older, I'm like, no, it ain't like that. It's like this. So it's right. some things I had to unlearn. Right, so right, that's right. That's why right. I asked the question, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's what's up. So what made you, what even motivated you to reach out to the young kids? That is this something you just, like, you always want to do? Or something like, you know what? These kids need something to do. So I'm going to be Trials, a coach. Trials and tribulations. Uh, growing up in a single-parent home. Uh, not having a father figure there, having my mama drop me off. Mama put me in on the baseball teams and trying to do constructive things, being a single parent in a, with a young kid at the age of 10, 12 years old, uh, being uh, put in a baseball league, which is Little League. I play Little League baseball. You know, it went up like two or three different, uh, no disrespect, but I only was like two, three blacks on the team. And, you know, it's good that a family took, took the time out took time out with me and helped my mom, you know, like we'll get, we'll get, we'll get Jimmy uh, to practice. We'll get Jimmy home. That way it's stuck in my head today. What they did for me then, I respect that now. And so I choose to do the same thing to help someone who might've been struggling in a broken home, to try to lead them in the right direction. Cause at nine or 10, what I did at nine or 10, I still remember the LaFont family that took me in. Now, they was fortunate, you know what I'm saying? You could tell that they was wealthy and people had money, and they, but they still looked, they were still willing to help. So they got me to practice. They got me home. You know what I'm saying? I might not have been the best baseball player, but I played and I was on a team and they, and they taught me things. And so I, I became, as I grew up and everything, I learned to play baseball, football, basketball, ran track, but I had somebody positive in my corner. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, having them role models go a long way in life, man, because they won't forget you. Because as I grew up and I did my deed and did what I did as an adult and came back to society and, and, and said, I'm going to give my 100% effort to work with the youth. I done it with no money. They gave me a team. I worked with the kids. I practiced with them in the housing projects uh, that, that is known in Tennessee, in Jackson, Tennessee, better known as Lincoln Courts. Uh, I worked with the kids, went in the uh, community and worked with the children, knew their parents, went to school with the parents and, uh, you know, broken homes, poverty. You know, that's what that's what that's what we come up in. You know, so therefore I went back there and devoted my time and my heart. And I worked with the children in the, in the, in the community, put a baseball team together, nine through nine through 12. Mm. And uh, we worked together and I, I, I was like a parent to them. So I was hard on them, man. Because I want them to do the right thing when they with me and respect me. Because I come from the same kind of neighborhood. But I, I wanted to work with the kids, man. I meant that. Because I come in the neighborhood with the baseball bat, bags and stuff, and take them to the park, make sure when we go to games, they have to have a whole uniform on. And, and we only lost one game. And I, I, I trained those kids and taught those kids to be champions. And we, we, want, the, we want the city championship. And the city became involved in us because we want the city championship. And they offered us a chance to go see the St. Louis Cardinals play, you know. 
Mm. I, I took the kids, uh, all the paid expense from the city, um, and we got a chance to go see Mark McGuire play uh, Barry Bonds before he, you know, before he left the lead, and they both hit home runs. So those were landmarks, and that's history that those kids they grown now. They'll never forget yeah. that. Yeah, so. yeah, and you know, um, what kind of advice that you can give to parents? That can probably help their kids. Uh, listen to them. listen to your kids, cause uh, they go into school now and they in a whole different environment now than what we came up in. So they doing a whole lot of things now. You know, they more advanced now than we was, and they more. I, I would say kids today are smart because they got mm -hmm. all kind of tablets, they got computers, everything to educate them. So a lot of kids' parents are probably illiterate. You know, they just don't know. A lot of kids' parents dropped out of school. But, you know, a lot of them single parent, broken home families. But I will, my advice is them to listen to their kids because you can pay attention to your kid and you not still not know your child, though. You know what I mean? You got to talk to them. Listen to what he's saying. You know what I mean? Because when they go astray, you need to know when they go astray. Pay more close attention to them. Don't be so thinking that, that they, they just a good kid until you find out they done got in trouble. And you mm -hmm. watch videos from school or something where they've been fighting or, or join some kind of gang and they show them gang activity in a video and then you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe that's my child. Yeah, well, you got to pay more close attention to it. Yeah. That is and, my um, advice. Yeah, and that that's what's up because and a lot of times, like you say, you got to listen to your kids and the truth hurts and your kid know the truth. Right. So when they speak the truth, I think you shouldn't stop them and say shut up boy you know what you're talking about you right. too young you don't know nothing because these kids got eyes and they ears and they listen and they watch yeah. and they know what's going on they ain't crazy yes sir they pay attention so, to everything man man everything in the streets everything in the yeah. streets they pick it up and i i tell people all the time that um you know we gonna as kids we're gonna learn good or bad right but we have to be taught and you got to be careful be careful because some people can teach your kids the wrong way right and they had the wrong mindset you know right. i had i had the wrong mindset for years right 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 and it took it it damn it took me to have kids to realize that i was doing something wrong right you know what i'm saying and then i started changing and i started doing stuff so um if you can talk to your six-year-old self at the age you're at right now, what would you tell them? If I was talking to who now? Your 16, you're a 16-year-old self at the age you're at right now. Um, uh, let, me, let me make sure I understand the question. I heard you saying, but I want to make sure I understand what you're okay. saying. If you can talk to your 16-year-old self. 16-year-olds. Self. Yeah, you. Yeah, right. At, okay. at the age you at right now, at the right. age you at right now, what would you tell him? What kind of advice you would say to your 16-year-old self? Like, I'll be like, tell myself, stay in school, son. Hey, it's better things gonna be there for you. You just apply yourself. You gotta, in order to achieve, you got to apply yourself. And don't yeah. get sidetracked at the age, being at the age that you are, there's a lot of kids creating babies and stuff. So protect yourself and uh, try to stay focused and, 
definitely make sure you do your work because uh, that's going to be important that you pass these classes so you can go to high school and take these classes so you can get prepared for college. Now, I like that. I like that answer. But today, do you see the difference between our generation and the new generation like today? Oh, oh yeah. I see a lot of difference in that. Our parents back then had to do what they had to do, but they faced up to it and we listened to them. But we took chances anyway, but we still listened to our parents now. But we still took chances and we, we made things happen, good or bad. We made things happen, but we learned from it. But today's generation, man, this is like a, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be rough out here with these kids because they've been influenced to go so many directions, man. I mean, uh, doing doing so many things. And uh, there's it's so much stuff out there now, so many different types of drugs out there that these kids are sampling and trying. We didn't have no stuff like that coming up. So you know what I mean? So we went into no no drugs. Stuff. We might try to drink or something, you know, like some back in my days, the Coke 45. We tried to get a 40 of Coke 45 and drink that and tried to drink the whole bottle and knowing it was messing us up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But today, these kids got drugs and stuff, man. And this stuff, they trying stuff and now it's killing them, man. They dying young. More, They dying more now at a young age than we did when we was young because we didn't experience those type of things. We didn't have those things out here, but they got a lot of things to look out for. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's crazy because See, you're a little bit older than me, so y'all in y'all era, it was drinking beer. In our era, it was smoking weed. In their era, they like, well, you smell the lick on you. You smell the weed on you, so take this pill. And you know, and it's like once you once it's down, you ain't no turning back. Right, right. You know, and that's scary. I don't even like to take pain medicine. So right, be zooted out. And then on your on your thing, you were saying, you know, I'd have stayed in school and I did this, but now this generation, the school is outdated. Right. And the kids now, they making money off YouTube, they making money off video games, they making money, more money than their parents. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like the parents trying to tell them to stay in school, stay in school. And it's crazy because they used to tell us stay in school. Right. But the crazy part was it wasn't no guarantee. We thought it was a guarantee if we stayed in school, right. we'd, have had a, we'd have had a better life. Right, right. That's yeah. that's not guaranteed to have a better nah. life. Some people go to, go to college and come home and be mediocre. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of kids go to school. What happened to them? And their yeah. parents paid their way, and they be messed up on on everything. They, yeah, they so be, it's, it's not a guarantee. Yeah, it's not a guarantee that your life will be good, but it's a guarantee you're gonna have to pay them books off. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you definitely gonna have to do that. Yeah, soon long. So when, like this, when you hear the word education, what's the first thing that come to your mind? Is the first thing come to my mind is who to me who getting the education nowadays is what I'm wondering. Kids are going to school, but are they focusing on their education? Mm. You know, that's what I wonder. Are they really focusing until the report cards come out? You know what I mean? Yeah, but 
you know, when you say, like you say, the school, because that's the first thing popping your mind is school, right? Right. Yeah. But the question is, when do you stop educating yourself? When do you when get do out? You? Of you said, oh, when you said, when? When do you stop educating yourself? Never. 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 So the kids, they've been getting the wrong education, learning about stuff in the 1600s and right. carrying on. Now, when they get out of school, they don't want to educate themselves because they can go on YouTube and learn. Right. They can go on right. all kind of, like, you can learn how to do all kinds of stuff. You can learn how to do hair. You can learn how to cook right on YouTube, TikTok, right. all the stuff they got. That's right. But they rather they rather learn. It's like they don't want to educate themselves. They want to um, entertain themselves. That's right. They want to entertain. Yeah. And entertain others. Right. You know, and um, and there's so much information out here. It's free information, but you yes, know sir. things that's free, they don't yes, they overlook it. Yes, sir. You know, it's a lot saying? of things free. A lot of educational things free. After school programs, five hundred one c three. I don't care where you live at. If you're paying attention to this this podcast, take it and Google five hundred one c three free education, free grants. Find out in your community where there is help for you. Remember. Mm. 501c3 grants, 501c3 help after school program. If you Google that right there in the community you in, there is a, there's a website somewhere that's guaranteed to help you. It's programs out there got money in the communities that you don't know about. In your yeah. community, in your area code, and, and the way you live at, if you find out the 501c3 uh, free education, uh, free child care, you can find out places to for places for your kid to go for free and they watch your kid while you go to school to get an education. So there's mm. no reason not to be educated. Mm. And you know, a lot of stuff is a lot of people don't got their, you know, the information, but you know, I'm going to, but you know, if you seek, you'll find it. If you look That's for right. it, you'll find it. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. And a lot of people will say they don't have time. No, we make time for what we really want to do. That's right. We have time. But it's, right. the question is, do you really want to get help? That's right. Do you really want right. to learn a trade? Do That's you right. really want to do you really want to grow? You That's know right. What I'm saying? So yes, sir. Because I got a story behind that one because uh coming up in a single parent house, being the man uh with my mama being halfway slick, thinking I'm being slick, doing all I can to help my mama. Uh, I had to learn too. So I had to learn about programs and uh, things that I could do. And I had to apply myself. Too bad I had to get myself in trouble again to, to be uh, incarcerated, to be re reformed in order for me to get myself together. It took me to sit down to say, am I going to keep going through problems in life or am I going to sit down and try to go and get this education? Because my mom and my father was welders. They was welders, black welders in the 70s. They made, they've had marks, they made history in March. My mom was the first black woman to go to a trade school mm. in, in Tennessee. And she's in the history books. So my father had always been a welder. He had to go under somebody else and learn to trade a uh, welding. And then he was successful all the way to his dying day and retired. But my mom mm. learned how to weld as a as a young black woman. And she mm. stayed in her. She stayed in, in vocational school and graduated, being the first black woman in history. So 
the the uh, what the finish welding school in the seventies. Mm. So it's in me to do it too. So I had to go through my trials and tribulations through school, being a hardhead, going to jail, getting out of jail, saying, "What am I gonna do now with my life?" I, I got my, I shook it off and I started having kids. And I said to myself, "I got to do it better for myself and for my kids." So I entered trade school and got me got into welding. When I got into mm -hmm. certificates and I. It made me a better. It made me a career, and I started thinking like, man, I can't be out here in these streets. Now I got, I got a trade, and they, mm -hmm. and they got all kind of programs out there for, for you to get the trades, you know. So I got my trade. So that's where I'm in my career right now, you know. Went mm -hmm. from being a career criminal to, uh, to having the education now and being a, a world, a world class well. So that's what's from in life. And that's what's up, man. So what is, what is the best choice that you made? In your life, was it accepting that I could be wrong and learn and grow up to be a man? Mm. Take our responsibility and uh, stop thinking that uh, I was the man and learn to be a man. That's let's say that. Mm. Stop thinking I was the man and learn to be a man and be there. Man. Yes, sir. Learn to be man. a man and took upon myself that I need to get a job that I can depend on, get an education. Get me something that I can fall back on and nobody can take away from. Mm. So I did that. And I, I will encourage anybody that I can help and lead them in the direction if they want to go to welding school, electrical school, plumbing school. They got education out there for them. They ain't got no money. If they can be 18 years old and you don't have a whole lot of income in, you you you, you fall on the financial aid. But get mm. to trade. Don't stay out here in these streets and die in these streets when you can change your life. If I can help mm. anybody change their life, that's what I would do. Okay, okay. So we almost at 20 minutes. We got it. We do an hour of power and 30 yeah. minutes. I ask you some random questions, but it's a question I want to ask you. Um, do you have a testimony you want to share? Yes, yes, yes. I do have a testimony. I have a testimony from growing up in a single parent home to thinking I was the man for many years to, to being incarcerated and being uh going through the prison system, fighting it and thinking that I could beat it. When I had to learn it, I can't beat the justice system. I settled down and stayed humble while being incarcerated. Talked to an old head, mm. old head, two-time loser, Memphis, Tennessee, two-time loser. When he was young in this school, he was a basketball, white-hated basketball star. But he got mm. incarcerated. He had an alcohol problem. He kept going to prison. And he sat down and told me, young son, look, young blood, this ain't no place for you. He said, blood, young blood, hey, you got a good head on your shoulder. You read the Bible to me. He couldn't really even read. He sat down, and I would read the Bible to him. So I came closer to him. He was old he, he was three. I said three-time loser, prison, mm -hmm. three-time loser. So it wasn't enough for him to come back. He knows the system. I'm the first time coming in there trying to learn the system, but he took mm -hmm. me in. He took me in. I read to him. I read his letters to him. I read the Bible to him, and I stayed by his side. I promised myself, man, this is not for me. I'm not coming back to this. I made mm -hmm. the society say that. Once you come in, you will repeat. I said, I would not be a statistic to this mm. system. And I have never went back to prison. And therefore, I'd rather come to prison and educate. But I will not. I do not want to be a number. I don't want to mm. be another statistic. I don't want to be another uh, a number that they have to feed and uh, make money off of. There's so much politics in it now. It's, it's like uh, it, it's about money now. It's not just you can, you can commit a crime, but you got to pay restitution. To the state, and you gotta the state 
makes money off of you. Yep. And um, and I like to I would like to say to the kids that sometimes, man, like I don't know now, but back when I was back in the days, I know they was getting like thirty thousand a year off the inmates. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think they doubling like up to sixty thousand. Right. It's a, a, a brother. That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. 
Because when yeah. they lock you up these days, you shake your head because it's a process. It's a process you got to go through. Yeah, man. It'll affect your self-esteem. You know, and um, these young kids, they 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 talk about, you know, like it's cool to go to jail, but I'll be the first one to tell y'all, man, it's not cool going to jail. Like, not even having a record on your back, right? Getting treated, but getting treated, and and man, being strip searched. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, eating, eat. eating, the, eating the bogus food, telling you when yeah, you got to yeah. Man, not even being, man, you couldn't even open the refrigerator. You know, I was reading a, I was reading a book, man, and uh, <laughs> this dude was saying, like, he was locked up for years, man, and uh, he broke down crying when he got some ice. I think he was locked up for 30 years, and he ain't never had ice. Man. Yeah, that's a blessing, though. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. He broke down crying when somebody gave him a cup of ice. That's what's up, man. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because his freedom been took that long. And, you know, yeah. um, I know a, a couple of people that's locked up and, you know, they fresh on the bit from Peoria. they like, man, you know, I've been gone five years, but I still got 85 to go. And I'm like, wow. Wow. And they're like, I'm trying to get his time back. And, I'm, and I tell kids, I say, you don't want your book to end like that because we are authors of our book. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about helping people. That's right. And you don't want to. So, and I ask people this. I say, is you control of your emotions or your emotions control you? That's right. You know, because if your emotions control you, man, your emotions can lead you to a place that it's hard to get out of. That's right. Like prison or the graveyard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can yeah. make one wrong move on your emotions, and you be incarcerated, and you be facing bonds and hearings, and telling you what charges you got, and you're looking toward uh, a lonely, lengthy life sentence possibility. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be in control of your actions because you make one wrong move, you better know them laws. I studied law when I was incarcerated. You got to know your law. You got to study what charges you got. And no, and that's how lawyers do it. That's how that's how they make the law. You read what every move you make and everything you do when you get a charge, you study your charges that you know how you got your charge, why you got your time. Yeah, because right now, I could say about 85% of the people don't have a library card. You know, they shutting down libraries, they don't got no information no more. Right. But boy, you get locked up behind them bars. You be in that library. You, you, oh yeah, you be in that law library. Yeah, yeah. You be trying to get that time back. You gonna read? You gonna crack open them books? Oh yeah. You gonna? You only gonna spend probably a year or two playing cards. Yep. Lollygagging, and after that, yeah. you are gonna say, "Bro, I want to go home, bro." Yeah, you got to find that loophole in that case. The, what that, yep. that that what they messed up? What they yep. what they dropped the ball? Only because if you took it to trial. Now, if you if you cop the plea, uh, you plea bargain with them. You gave up every all your rights. But if you went to trial and lost your case, therefore you got a right to appeal one day. Yep, and that's you don't what get I'm that saying. right once you get that uh that, that plea bargain. That takes everything away. So that's what that's yeah. about it, though. So, so hey. you know, and I say this world is full of worlds. 
And that's yeah. one world you don't want really to get caught up in because if you don't know about it, you're going to have to learn about it. Oh, yeah. It yeah, ain't no good thing. So, um, let me see. I had a couple of questions for you, man. You yes, know, uh, you know, I'll be following you on a book. Yes, and, sir. Um, I see you in a motorcycle club. That's right. Yeah, man. Tell I'm me a little bit about that. I'm on the motorcycle set. I'm on. I'm on multiple sets. Okay. <laughs> so tell me the first time you learned how to ride a motorcycle. I learned how to ride a motorcycle when I was like 10 years old. My Ooh. mom was an independent mother and uh, I, I learned the love of the bikes because my white young uh, classmates had dirt bikes. I didn't. I couldn't mm -hmm. afford a dirt bike. But I told my mama I wanted one because my fellow classmates had one, but they had money, man. They could afford everything. But my mama worked hard and she found a, dirt, a bike for me. And it was my first bike was a C. It's called a CB100. You mm. know what I mean? So that was my first bike. A CB100 is a Honda. And uh, she bought that bike and I learned to ride it. You know, I dropped it a couple times. I dropped many bikes and mini bikes and stuff like that, burnt the leg. But I've learned eventually learned how to ride. So I learned how to ride it and keep it up. But then I learned how to get on the streets with bikes. And then I learned the do's and don'ts of hit cars and all that. So I done, I done done that. I've been there. I've been in wrecks and stuff. I done rode the long miles. Okay. So you learn from your mistakes, huh? Yeah, I learned from my mistakes. But I did learn to get my driver's license. <laughs> and yeah, on the real. And, yeah. and that's another thing that a lot of people, they make mistakes and they fail and they just give up. But don't give up because you learn from your mistakes. You learn when your mistakes. You learn that I'm not gonna do that no more. That's right. Yeah. But so, the golden rules. One of the golden rules about riding bikes is don't. I don't want to scare nobody. But if you ride motorcycles, two things you know: you gonna go down. You just don't know what day. You just don't know when in life you are gonna go down. But that's the best experience is for you to go down and take that fall and get back up. A lot of yeah. people go down in a wreck and get back up, and they be like, "Man, I'm through." But some people go down, you learn from your mistakes, and you learn to be more watch, pay attention more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm all over the country. Like I said, I'm all over the country with the MC thing. I like to visit the Chicago set, the Memphis set, the Louisville set. So it's sets out there that I like to go and visit. And they show me so much love, man, because we do we do things for charity. We do things for fun. They had a program they do every year here in Peoria. Uh, it's called Toys for Tots. You know, they do yeah. that. We go to uh, State Burners, uh, MC Club, got a thing they do, uh, back to school book bags. And, you know, they got an organization that we feed every year for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. We uh, feed, I, I don't want to be the one that smoke the turkeys and everything. And we feed the neighborhood, right? invite everybody down to get them a Thanksgiving meal. And we was uh, doing things in the neighborhood, man, with Vicki Wyatt in Peoria. Is a great mm. person, and what she done was she worked at the uh, the, uh, the the place where they uh, give out food for uh, the people less fortunate who need food. You know what I'm saying? A pantry, food pantry. So mm. uh, she always helped us. Uh, thank you, Vicky. She always helped us far as putting together with the state burners and putting food together, food drives, and in the community to help us to feed people, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we did. We always try and do you know, things for the public, man. Yeah, so, man, tell me a little bit about your name, man. How you come up with the name? 
Well, the world famous come mm. from, I used to own a music store in Jackson, Tennessee. That okay. was my first business. That's my first business that I had. It was called KJ's Music Store. It was Kenneth and Jimmy's Imports. It's African Imports one-stop shop. And I was right down the street from a, a historic black college called Lane College in Jackson, Tennessee. And me and my brother got a music store together. And uh, uh, I sold incense, uh, African imports. I even sold African masks. I owed dashikis. I had like an African little store in my store. And I sold music. So, yeah, I dealt with everybody as far as A-Ball, uh, Skinny Pimp, most of the rappers out of Memphis. A lot of the main rappers out of Memphis, they come to my store. Uh, DJ Squeaky, uh, Gangsta Black. Uh, Skinny Pimp, all them came to my store and dropped a back then. You could drop, we done yes, on commission, we done commission. So I had the number one store. You stop at my store, I had a barbecue grill outside, smoking some chicken and some Polish. And you come inside and buy you a CD. And they had tapes back then, you know what I'm saying? So they had tapes, then they started doing the CDs, and I had all kinds of snippets, and I would bring rappers to the store. And uh, they'll give me their snippets, and they always had snippets they would give out and posters. So that's what made me be Jimmy Jam, because I was Jimmy, and I kept all the jankers. Hey, okay. That made me Jimmy Jam. And what okay. made the world famous, because when I became in the train, and I got my education, and I became a boilermaker, I was able to travel a whole lot of places. I went everywhere. A lot of people fell in love with me, with the trade, doing what we do, laughing, singing, everything. So that's why they call the world famous Jimmy Jam, and I travel all over the country. You know? That's yeah, what's man. Up. I seen you um, on karaoke night, and wow. you were singing that song, Let Them Bodies Hit The Flow. I was yeah. like, oh, man. I say, yeah. man, you you just look like the life of the party, man. Yeah, I try to be. I try to be. You know, I, I always start out kind of slow, try to feel my crowd, but I'm going to hit my smash hit. That's my smash hit to change the crowd. <laughs> Me being black and being a, a guy that sing a lot of rock music, and that gets a lot of attention. I give you a, for example, I was in a, a bar, an all-white bar. They said, don't go to this bar in Elkhart, Indiana. And I was working up there. They said, do not go to that bar, man. So it's a bunch of rednecks down there. I smiled kind of back then. I'm going to sing me a song. I walked in there, like the music stopped. They all looked at me and smiled. But I went straight to, had a drink. I went to the DJ. He said, what you going to play some rap? I said, no, nah, I'm going to do some Johnny Cash. They looked, they looked at me crazy. But when I done that smash hit, when I done the smash hit bodies, they bought me all kind of drinks. They pat me on the back, and I was like, I, I was in there. But yeah. that goes to show you, you can do multiple things, and people just, they, they show you by your character once they get to know you. Know. Yeah, and that's so what that's it is, man. Um, You said it, judge you by your character, man, you know. And a lot of people need to work on that. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you got to have a good character. I tell my kids that all the time. Oh, so yeah. tell me what you like to smoke on the cooking side. Uh, on the cooking side, I like to smoke. I love to smoke ribs. Ribs because I like to I like to take my time with my ribs. I baited my ribs. You know, mm -hmm. I, I put them on the grill with a high temperature. Then I snatch them off. Then I rub them down. Then I rock them in four. Then I put them back on. Then I start multitasking. So I might have chicken over here. I might have reels right here. I might have steaks over here. I, I be on the grill just, just doing all kinds of things. But mm -hmm. I make the reels. I make sure the reels slow cook. So, okay. So is do you master 
the pork ribs or the beef ribs? I master pork and beef. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about the beef ribs. It's an old man named Jim, uh, Mr. Jim Neely out of Memphis, Tennessee. His son had a cooking show. Him and his wife had a cooking show. Mr. Jim Neely is an old man, and he still got the stall. Hey, he's straight Memphis. He's straight Memphis goon. You go in his restaurant, he's famous. He's got plenty of money, but he sticks to tradition. He sticks yeah. to tradition. He don't change. He's a millionaire. I went and sat yeah. down and talked to him. He know he he he, he kind of like told me a way to cook them beef ribs and make sure them beef ribs be tender. So yeah. I can take a beef rib. I got videos in, on on my page where I cook beef ribs and they twist the bone in the beef rib. Beef ribs are big bones. Mm -hmm. I can twist the big bone straight out of a beef rib. Mm. So okay. So all for the all the um the listeners and the 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 watchers out there, man, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at because you do be throwing down on the grill. Oh, yeah. I'll be seeing you now, smoking. Now I actually live in Peoria, Illinois, but I might be anywhere in the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like next week I'll be in Tennessee. I'll be in Tennessee for a while down there working in uh we always crank the grill up and I always cook for whoever I'm working for in the crew. So we do that. We do that faithfully. But I reside in Peoria, Illinois. I got a custom-made grill. And if you hit me on my page and let me know you're coming through and you're going to be in town, we're going to smoke something. We're going to smoke something. Man, well, go, ahead, go ahead and tell the people your page so they can find you. Uh, World-famous Jimmy Jam. And I spell mm. Jimmy Jam. I spell Jimmy J-I-M-I Jam. World-famous Jimmy Jam like Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix spelled his name J-I-M-I. And I got jam with it. So you can hit my page. I look forward to friend request you. And uh, like I say, I can show give you some cooking tips, not only on the grill, but I got all kind of recipes and everything for any type of cooking or anything. I don't care what it is. I got my own Mexican. I got my own Mexican sauces. I cook mm. for my tacos. I call them. I call. Them, I got some tacos. I call crack tacos. <laughs> so when you eat, you can't just eat one of them. You got to you gonna keep coming back. And I, we only sell them for a dollar. A dollar make you holler, baby. Man. <laughs> for sure. Right, so we're getting, up to, we're getting up here. So um, I got a couple questions for you, man. The first question is, what's the first thing you do or think about when you wake up in the morning? First thing I do and I think about is the coffee pot. When I hit the flow, the coffee pot, Got to be getting on because when I'm not working, well, I'm, on, I'm like I'm on right now. I'm laid off like vacation. I'm gonna go back to work. <laughs> but the first thing I do in the morning, while my wife is working and I'm not working, my job I'm the house husband. So okay, my man, job man. is to hit that flow, get that coffee pot going. And when she wakes up, the coffee pot is burning. And then I ask her, so, "What do you want this morning to eat?" So I pretty much cook whatever she wants. On a daily basis, or I go get whatever she wants. Because my job is to please her while I'm off. I don't do much. I sit around a lot. I ride the motorcycles a lot. But my job is the first thing to please her and uh, you know, give a good Lord my my graces and thanks for, for being alive. Because being through being off sometimes you fall through all kind of peer pressure and, and depression. And like I say, when and when you are depressed, it's okay to not be okay. Just know that it's you can get help somewhere. Yeah, okay. just don't. Yeah, it's okay to not be okay, but just that's don't right. spend. Just don't spend. Just just don't stay there. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So get help. Seek help. That's right. 
So <laughs> which one do you which one do you prefer, hot or cold? On which one? On just on a um we can say weather. What's your okay. prick? I mean, okay, I prefer hot because uh as me getting older, I'll be 55 years old in November. And one thing I learned about North, one thing I learned about North is the cold uh, affects your joints. So if you was an athlete as a young man and you get older, all those aches and bones that you broke, you're gonna feel those pains. When you get the cold, you will feel those pains. So I would rather be in a warm climate like Florida, California. I'm getting older now, and you stay in the cold because, hey, Illinois is cold. Chicago is cold. Peoria get cold. Peoria get cold, man. It's a yeah. cold weather. So I prefer hot. I can yeah. work them joints better. I can work them joints better. I can do the. I can do that way. Hey, hey, I can do that way. Yeah, <laughs> on the real. Yes, sir. That's that's why I moved down to Florida. That's right. As you get older, you got to take care of your body. Hey, on the real. So, which one you prefer, hamburgers or tacos? Uh, hamburgers, because I can eat steak. I can eat uh chopped chopped beef. I can do steak hamburgers. I can make whatever kind of hamburger. I can make a gourmet hamburger. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So, when you was growing up, what was your favorite cartoon? Um. It yeah, was uh, Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Ooh, Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, man. Because they had so many episodes all, you know what I'm saying? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Elmer Fudd, Nils, you know what I'm saying? You had that. Uh, I said, I said, hey, boy, you know, the chicken. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, you had that. You had Daffy Duck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what I'm saying. That was it. Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? That 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 had my attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, as a kid, because I'm taking it back. What was your favorite? What was your favorite cereal? Favorite cereal? Fruit Loops. Oh, fruit, fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Sugar, some sugar with the ring. You know what I'm saying? Multiple colors. You know what I'm saying? Okay. In it. In it to win it. You said back in my day, it was Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops been around for a long time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what is your favorite pair of shoes of all times? Oh, really? Is that the question? Mine yeah. is nine now is a square toe gator, and I call Ooh. it the Bentley, which is the bottom of the Bentley, which is the big blocks. That's what I wear. That's what I love to wear. One of the softest, finest shoe to wear, a boot to wear. Because I got Harley, I got Harley ostrich skin boots, but I like the bellies. I like the square toe bellies. Mm. It's, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, the soft leather. Soft leather. Soft leather. Yes, sir. Easy for the stepping. If you're in Chicago, you're stepping. If you in if you in Detroit, you ballroom. Man, on the real. So yes, um let me see. I I got this question. You gotta um you gotta finish it off. Okay. I'm, I I hate it when people blank. I hate when people stereotype people. Mm. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Okay, what's the worst job you ever had? Uh, uh, working as a labor. Yeah. Working as a labor, you do everything. You get all the shit work that everybody else don't do. Mm. All right. So, um, if you can work with anybody, who would you want to work with? Uh, 
You know what? I tell you somebody who got my attention as far as an artist, uh, Dave East. Dave East? Dave East. Oh, because East. he comes so raw. He comes so raw, and uh, that's who I like. I like Dave East when Man. you listen to his lyrics. He's, he he, he gives it to you raw. So, you know, I think that'll be a, a person to be a, a student under. You know, I'm, probably, I'm older than him, but I can still learn a lot because he got the new school. And I know the old school, like Skylar Rock, Tila, all of them from the eight from the 80s. But uh, that Dave East is raw. Okay. So I, I remember you saying you had the music thing. So if you were stuck on the island and you only can pick out three albums, what would they be? It would be Eight Ball, MJG. Ooh. I love, I, uh, I love, uh, I love uh, a Fat Pack from Texas. Mm-hmm. And I gotta, I gotta have me some tribe called Quest. Mm. Yes, sir. Okay. I can listen to it all day, all day, sitting on top all of right. Eight Ball, MJG. You know what I'm Man. saying? Stay Jane Pippen for real. You know online. <laughs> All right. Um, I look for blank in a woman. I look for the qualities in a woman. Mm. Mm. All right. I am a blank. I am a. I am a blessed man. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, um. In the last 90 days, how many books or audio books have you checked out? Zero. Zero? <laughs> no. No books. No books? I'm a CNN man. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. That's where you get your information from? CNN. I'm a CNN. I don't listen to Fox. That's fake news. But I listen to CNN. That's me. Every morning when I wake up, is CNN. Okay. So... If you can play in a movie, if you can remix, remake a movie, and you can play a wait, if you can remake a movie, what would it be, and who would the character you would play? Um, if I could replay, re remake a movie, yeah, it would be, um, it would be, uh, I would say, uh, I say, uh, Curtis Mayfield, uh, Superfly. Superfly, and who yes, would you sir. play? Uh, Superfly, I would I would be Ron O'Neill in that movie. Yeah, yes, okay. Sir. Yes, sir. I would be Ron O'Neill. Okay. What is one thing you are thankful for? I am thankful to be free. Mm. Amen. Free. I'm okay. free. All right. So, um, what is something that God did for you in your life? And like it was something that happened, and you say, "Man, that, that wasn't nothing but God, man." God has uh, he, he he gave me the wisdom to know the difference between right and wrong, and lead me in the right direction, and keep and keeping me humble today. Mm. I'm very humble now. When I used to be quick temper, but now I'm very humble. I listen now. I'm the wise man now. When I yeah. used to be the foolish man, now I'm the wise man. Yeah, and see, that's what you had to unlearn. You had to unlearn that quick temper. You had yes, to humble. Sir. You had to humble yourself. Put that's it right. in a jar. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, I can do this for the rest of my life. 
<laughs> yeah. Be yeah, humble. On the real. Um, if you can change the world, what would that, if you can do one thing to change the world, what would that be? Like, what would that one thing that you can change the world, you wish you can change the world? Well, not even change the world. That one thing you can do to make the world change, to be a better place. I wish that I could, I wish that I could put uh, black and white glasses on everybody and to, and to, to, to decrease racism. Mm. Yeah. Cause you know, it, it started with, and I say this to um, one of my buddies, you know, they be like, um, man, what's your race? And I'm like, human. Yeah. I'm like, it's only one race, the human race. Yeah. They made that, they made that up with the, are oh, you black or oh, you white and this and that, you know, um, when you fill out applications, you know, is you black or white, Hispanic? Like, no, we only yeah. human, bro. We only human. <laughs> right, right. No, ain't there no other race. You know, right. that's, um, that's how you divide us. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. For yeah. sure. So, uh, let me see. What is your favorite thing to cook? Steak. Steak? How you cook I I cook at a low temperature. I don't cook at high temperature. I cook at a low temperature because uh, I like I like my, my steak to be marinated at room temperature. But I like to cook slow. I don't like to cook fast when I don't have mm -hmm. to. When you have the more flavor in your steak. When you eat my steak, you can uh I used to when I used to uh do my own little catering thing at my house, my my motto was you can my steak is so tender. You could cut it with a plastic butter knife. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. If you go back and look on my pages, I got I got pictures of me cooking steaks, and uh, I actually put that to the test. I took a plastic butter knife, took a steak off the grill, and I actually cut it until it laid open, cut like mm. butter. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now you, you got me ready for some steak. So it again, hurts. so again, man, go ahead and tell the people where they can find your cooking videos. And I see you promote a lot of people. Yes, sir. You know, yes, I sir. see you promote the Crocs. Yes, sir. You That's know, my wife. Um, um, yeah, okay. I, I see you promote the popcorn. Yes, sir. That's yep. that's Sheila's lady I know from uh in the in the era. We used to hang out at the bar and sing karaoke. Yeah. And uh she started our own business and uh I support her, so I definitely put help anything I can do to help somebody in their business any kind of way. I show up, I pull up, talk to them, take pictures with them, eat their food, taste their food, eat their food in front of the camera so you can see the ingredients and everything. So she got what you call a beef hot dog, almost like Chicago style. The hot mm. dog big, it looked like a Polish, mm. you know, and that's what she got, and that's the good beef hot dog. And her popcorn yeah. is good, too. She's been selling popcorn for years out of her house. She finally got a chance to go step out on the big stage, and, and the Lord is working for us, and she's doing great. She's helping people out. She getting friends' jobs. Her grand, matter of fact, that was her granddaughter in my picture. Her granddaughter come in, teaching her straight from school to come in, clock in, go to work. She's, mm -hmm. building, she's building a character. Man, that's what's up. So um, I know we cutting down to a couple minutes, man, before we cut out. I want to ask you, how was it? At um Tony Stucky, he threw a um a little get together in the park, man. Tell me a little bit about that. I couldn't be there. I'm down here in okay. Florida. 
Yeah, I can definitely tell you about it because one thing about me, I cook. I consider myself as a pit master chef. And what I do is I walk around and look at everybody's display of their food. It's called Taste in the Hood. Mm. He got he got he got like so many uh episodes of it because he does it for his he does it for the people in the community. He give you a chance to come out, get your food vendor license, you know, get your license for a day, you know, uh get your sanitation license for a day. You come out, you cook, you make money for yourself, and you help somebody in the neighborhood with whatever you got. I never got a chance to do it, but I was gonna shut that thing down. I told Tony I was gonna shut it down. I'm from the south. <laughs> I, said, I think lions lined up turkey leg. People lined up the bottom turkey leg. So that was my challenge to cook the turkey leg. But I'm gonna do stuffed turkey leg like this. Man, I'm gonna do stuffed turkey leg. I got some collard greens that's so fat. An old lady Ooh. taught me how to do these collard greens. I got collard greens. I'm gonna do the turkey, smoked turkey with the collard greens and my macaroni and cheese like my grandma would make. Mm. You can get all that for 20 bucks from me. In a styrofoam container, fresh man. turkey. Hey, turkey so fire it tastes like ham. No man, yes sir. Hey, hey man, and you know, um, I seen y'all partying at the park, and I was like, man, y'all had it, y'all had it going on. I was like, yes, sir. man, y'all yeah. make me miss the town, man. Yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony doing great things in the community, man. You know, he was doing a lot of great things as far as the young. Coming up, uh, expired rappers, and he was he, he's connected with every young rapper coming in from Boosted to, I mean, some of all the younger talent. But he 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 changed his weight from doing that to dealing with the public, dealing with the community, and giving people a chance to come out at this park and be a vendor and sell whatever you want to. So people come out to buy. My buddy named Kale, he got greens and he got the, he got the turkey, he got the tips, he got he got the tips. So he sell tips. Greens, cornbread, and he had like a little cookie that he called he called his cookie the honey bun cookie. So you know, you come Ooh. to Peoria, we got some things for you. But if you come to Peoria and let me know you coming, hey, I got some stuff in the freezer for you. I got some tomahawk steaks, baby. I'm talking Ooh. about three and six. I'm gonna smoke them. I'm gonna smoke them, and I'm gonna smoke them, and I'm gonna smoke them. Man, hey, Just, let me know when you come. Hey, man, no said, man. A tomahawk yes, steak. You know, I had one last year. I had a couple of them, but on last year I had it for my birthday, and um, my birthday is September 11th. Okay, it's coming up. So, yeah, it's coming up. So, and hey. I was wondering, I was Sorry. wondering, yeah, yes, sir. And I was wondering, what do I want for my birthday dinner? And uh, you just you just remind me of tomahawk steak, man. The tomahawk, the tomahawk got to be cooked right. It need to have a nice marinade too. I know you can get a tomahawk, but I'm gonna tell you, it's a rub that I got. I don't mind sharing it with you. Go online and get it. Everything you cook, I want you to rub. Everything you cook, your chicken. After you wash your chicken, I want you to pat that chicken and give it with the strawberry rub. Go online and look for a strawberry rub. You don't need mm. nothing else. When you cook your steaks, pat that steak with strawberry rub. Cook your chicken, pork, anything, strawberry rub. That is that's the flavor. You don't need no salt, no pepper, just strawberry rub. Mm. Try it. Go online and look for it. Google it. Strawberry rub. Hey, I'm finna go and check it out right yes, now. So, yes, sir. Yeah, man. So we come down to the hour, man. So again, go ahead and 
plug your channel, man. Let them know where they can find your videos. You got anything on YouTube? Uh, I got some videos on YouTube. When you look up, when you look up Jimmy Jam on YouTube, you are gonna come into a whole lot of characters, and it ain't me. So yeah, I'm pretty much on Facebook. You go back and look on world famous Jimmy Jam. Like I said, world famous Jimmy Jam, J I M I Jam. You look up that, you see all my videos, all my cooking videos, all the bike scenes, all the events, all the slow roll, weenie eat contests, all the fun things we do in the bike world. So that's what we do. We, 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 we go in different communities and show love to each other, man. You know, that's what we do. And the world, damn, go be somewhere karaoke singing. So look on my page. I'm trying everything. You know, I'm doing a little something, everything, man. Man, uh, I already, I already know, man. I go visit your, your, um, your channel, and I'll be stuck on your page for at least about 20, 30, 40 minutes. I'm watching your videos. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, man, I, yeah. I gotta come back to the town. I gotta kick it with you, do some karaoke, and yes, we sir. definitely do some cooking, man. Oh so, yeah, man. oh yeah, I love cook. That's yeah. what's up. So I'll be trying my song tonight at the Elks Lounge here. Uh, I'll be doing uh. Uh, Greg, Gregory Porter, hold on. This is gonna be the song we're gonna sing tonight. Mm. With Henry Kim, lay mm. your head on my shoulder. Yeah. yeah, I thought it would be easier than this. You know hey. what I mean? That's what's going on tonight. Yes, man. man. I know you got me hungry right now, man. Hey. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on on the Fan Mission podcast, man. That's what's up? And um, oh. This is the Fan Mission Podcast, so tell me a little bit about your family, man. You know what I'm saying? Before we log out, tell me a little about your family, man. Oh, man, my family, is they got a lot of love in the family. Everybody's spread out because everybody believes in doing their own thing, and that's what I do. So uh, I, I always stay in contact with my mom and my sister. Then we come together. I just came together with my family, gave my other kids the opportunity to come down and have a meetings of the minds, and we was going to sit down and eat a good meal over steak dinner, whatever you chose. Uh, text was Longhorn, Longhorn Steakhouse. So Ooh, I done that. Yeah. But some of my kids weren't able to make it because they had to find babysitters. And they couldn't get babysitters. So I said, it was a meeting of the minds. I came all the way to Tennessee just to get, we had a meeting of the minds with my kids, man. Mm. Trying to show some love and, and teach them, you know, encourage them to uh, to get money and do it in the right way. Man, that's what's up, man. That's yes, what's sir. up, man. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. And sure. I will be following you. I'll be looking for that video with you in karaoke tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it tonight live. That's right. And I'll be looking yeah, for it live. So, All right, man. All right, man, brother. I appreciate you. Much love. Plenty of blessings to you and your wife. Yes, and, sir. man, you take care, bro, and you stay safe. All right, man. I'm, I'm going to pump this podcast. I can't pump it no more, bro. Oh, man. I appreciate you, man. Much love. All right, then, bro. All right. Peace out. All right. Peace out. Yeah. We on the mission, family on the mission. We on the mission, family on the mission.